Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the pregame with your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. Welcome into the pregame show. It is Jackson State Southern. It's Bishop. It's Neely. It's brought to you by Cadillac of Jackson, man. We got ESPN College Game Day here in Jackson, Mississippi. But guess what? You got the pregame show as well. <laughs> you better understand it. Neely, what's going on, brother? Hey, man, I can't complain. So I'm just excited to hear all that exuberance you just kicked <laughs> off. Like, you, you, well, give me that Jackson State Southern again. How'd you do it? It is Jackson State. It is Southern. It is the robbery of all robberies. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend of football. Uh, when you talk about these two teams, uh, hey. I mean, I don't care if it's Chili Wings, Jackson State and Southern. They're competitive in everything, bro. Hey, man, you brought in the intro like you were wearing Sex Panther cologne. <laughs> you, I mean, you, had, you had all the confidence of Sex Panther cologne. <laughs> oh man, hey, Chuck, all man, these references. You're down on the field. I'm up on the rooftop. You can see behind me what it says. It says college game day, ESPN, beast mode. Like college game day is here just for the second time in the home environment of an HBCU. You know, there's been other HBCU games done, but they were classics and at a waste site, so neutral games and that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Only once at Fam Campus of FAMU down in Tallahassee, and now here at the Vet, our home stadium. History in the making, baby. The uh, you know Herb Street was here. Met with Coach Prime. Uh, Jess Sims was here. Uh, Desmond Howard has been here back and forth all week. It is going to be an exciting yeah. day tomorrow. Chuck, you were out there for that bus pull up. Tell us about it. Oh man, it was phenomenal uh, to see our Jackson State fan base. On Moss, you love that word. On Moss to, to, to greet the bu- to greet the ESPN uh, game day bus. It was a phenomenal scene, phenomenal atmosphere. Uh, people out there with signs, some great signs. I'm looking forward to the signs that our Jackson State fan base is going to bring to this show tomorrow. Because I tell you what, I tell anybody, our fan base takes a backseat to no one. They're going to be out there in droves in weather. And guess what? We're going to bring it, bro. Yeah, man, full throat, as Chuck Bishop like to say, full, full throat. throat. Hey, let me tell you this, man. Speaking of the weather, let's get this out of the way real quick in, early in the show. We don't give a damn about the weather, Chuck. Not, not right. more. We're going to be out there for college game day with the science and bring that energy. We're going to be in the vet where we are now, Chuck, for that 1 p.m. kickoff, bringing the energy. That's what they make ponchos for. The boom ain't worried about the weather. The team ain't worried about the weather. Chuck Bishop and Neil ain't worried about the weather. Fans, don't worry about the weather. Sisters, you can get your hair redid. Like, it's okay. Like, it's come so on crazy. out here. Don't worry about no forecast because 50% rains, 80% rain. It don't mean it's going to rain right here. It could be yeah. somewhere in South Jackson somewhere. So come yeah. on out. Have a good time. Pack college game day in the morning. You can't miss it. When you get to the vet, 
You know, you got that tailgate area that we always swamp, and you got that lot that's kind of behind Backyard Burger and where Schimmel's used to be. That's where yeah. the college game day is set up. They're going to be right there live from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. tomorrow. And that's typically the time that the pregame show goes live. But, Chuck, we ain't no damn fools. This is history in the making. We moved our show to Friday. We moved out to the Friday. Yeah, we got the uh, bus pulling up, uh, uh, B-roll running right there, man. It was a great atmosphere, a lot of energy all week. Chuck, you and I were here on this very field at the vet for practice this morning. Spirited practice. There were some things Coach Prime didn't like. You know, he stopped practice a couple times and got pretty vocal. Yeah. Uh, uh, but But the team is ready. Great week of practice, great week of preparation. You know, Jackson State is riding high number one across the board in a lot of categories. And guess who's number two in a lot of categories? Southern. That's right. Great point. Great point. You know, Neely, we've grown up in this environment, this Jackson State uh, versus Southern environment. But curiosity, you know, talk about your Southern memories and in, in, in terms of growing up and watching this Jackson State Southern rivalry grow. You mean outside of almost going to the parish lockup with Yazoo and fall 89? Or where you want me to start? Leave that one out. And leave that part out. <laughs> okay, leave that part out. Man, just it's it's always been a great rivalry. You know, Southern was who ended WC Gordon's swag winning streak. And then yeah. we went down there and got revenge with Sean Graver as quarterback, like revenge could never be gotten. Yeah. On that field that night down in Baton Rouge, talk about memories. You had Jimmy Smith, who I believe is going to be a Hall of Famer, NFL Pro Football Hall of Famer. No doubt. No doubt. He was uh, a freshman being guarded by Aeneas Williams, who is now a pro football Hall of Famer. I hear Aeneas is going to be in town for this game. So, Chuck, when you look at the members of this rivalry, who can forget 2010, Casey Terry, right here, right behind where you're standing. I think it was Rico Richardson talk, caught that, that touchdown pass with Dwayne yeah. in seconds. And can you believe the swag ref threw a flag on the celebration? Come on, dog. It's like two seconds left in the game. What hey, I, I remember it so vividly. I mean, that was like the only time I've seen Jackson State fans like rush the field. Like yes. it, it was it was huge. I mean, yeah. uh, you talk about four lead changes like in the last minute and uh, 40-some-odd seconds of the game. It was a bananas atmosphere. Uh, but, I mean, Jackson State Southern, it, it's just different. I tell people, you know, it's one of those rivalries – uh, is you know playing all corn is one thing. I mean that's that's in state, but when you cross state lines, uh, that's when it gets intense, and that's when it gets fun. I'm looking forward to a, uh, another intense one tomorrow. Again, it's the football teams, it's the bands, it's the fan bases. We're mirror images of each other from my standpoint. Uh, you can't tell a Southern fan that the greatest thing on earth is in Southern, and you for sure can't tell Jackson State that the greatest thing on earth is not Jackson State University. It's that sort of rivalry. It is, man, uh, you know, a lot of similarities and some key differences, even the environment. You know, Jackson being the capital city, Baton Rouge, the capital city. Uh, Baton Rouge sits on the river. Vicksburg was not the state capital, so we don't sit on the river. And also our bigger state institution, Ole Miss, is a couple hours north, and theirs is in the same city with, with LSU. But these capital city rivalries, uh, these uh, the arrogance that comes along, when you, you know, when you're in the SWAC, a lot of the campuses are rural environments. And then you get the city teams that have played each other, like a Texas Southern and a, and a Southern Baton Rouge and a Jackson State. We kind of walk around with a little chip on our shoulder, country mouse, city mouse, you know. And so yeah, you- yeah. You bring that to the table and then what the bands bring to the table and how this game got dubbed the boombox classic because as much intensity as it is on that field in the stands throughout the game, the halftime show in the much heralded fifth quarter. And, and Chuck, the bands are getting ready to go at it right now. 
right like now, over yeah. Hill Stadium, right there at Churchill Smoke Shop, one of our sponsors. You got the Sonic Boom and the Human Jukebox having a battle of bands one on one tonight. So that means they got a whole different show for tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to take a look at the tail of the tape. Chuck, you look uh, good on that field, man. I like the way that red is jug. Why'd you look up here at me? I saw you. Why you, you, you? I like the juxtaposition. That's a big word, right? There. The juxtaposition in that Gordon red and that blue end zone you got on right there. I'm liking what you got going, Chuck. You, and we didn't even discuss folks wearing red. We just showed up at the federal red. folks with the red, don't you? You love it. You love it. You like tweaking people, don't you? Hey, man. You know, it's Gordon Red, baby. I don't care what they Gordon don't Red. like. Yes. Gordon, yes. Hey, nothing agitates our fan base worse than the only thing that agitates our former fan base worse than Gordon Red is this Sonic Boom Blue. It's like when they <laughs> when they see that Carolina Blue, if you will, I think it's called Columbia Blue or the proper name for it. But when they yeah. see, that, you know, it's at the practice field, and they just oh, tradition, tradition. Oh, come on, man. We're not. We're not. We're not trying to recruit somebody from the 1970s. We trying to recruit somebody from the 2020s. There you go. About you, dog. You let, go. It go. let it go. Let it go. And the kids love it. The kids love it. The kids love it. Let's take a look at it. Jackson State comes into this game 7-0. and uh, First time, I believe, since 1983 that this team has come in. Uh, Wait, with pause, this- pause, pause, pause. 7-0, mm. first time since 1983. Yes. 1983 yes. was about midway of the legendary W.C. Gordon's career. Yeah, exactly. Big Daddy James Carson. Defense Judge coordinator. Hughes. Yeah. They didn't go 7-0? They did not. They did not. This is the first time since But every time I say that this is one of the greatest teams in Jack State history, y'all get mad at me. <laughs> so he wait, loved, so pause now. We had great coaches. People. We had great coaches, and I honored them. I loved them. I revered them. I sing their praises. We had great teams. I honored them. I loved them. I sing their praises. But this is the first time since 1983 we've been seven and zero. First time since 1983, bro. So uh, this team is special. This team is special coming in, uh, coming off of a homecoming win, 22-14 uh, over Campbell. We touched on the particulars with regards to Campbell. Gloss over that. You glossed over it again because what I ain't going to let you do is gloss over that. We didn't just beat Campbell. We beat a white school. <laughs> Get mad and needle all you want to. Y'all always talking about we ain't playing nobody and we ain't did this, we ain't did that. We beat a white school. <laughs> a, white school, a white school with a recruiting class on par with ours. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to interrupt you no more, but sometimes you just you, you speed by these points that I think these people really need to hear out there. You need to hammer that stuff in. There you go. Yeah, got, it. got to make sure you got it. Repetition, repetition. Repetition, repetition. <laughs> Coming off of homecoming win over uh, Campbell 22 to 14, uh, one in which uh, the defense, oh my goodness, uh, we can't sing their praises enough. Uh, Aubrey Miller, he was national uh, defensive player of the week this past week, 13 wait, wait, solo wait. tap. Mm. Not just player of the game. Yeah. Nice yeah. way. Yeah. You said he was national defensive player of the week. National defensive player oh, okay. of the week. Yeah, I'll I'll try not to interrupt, man. Go ahead. I'll try not to. I don't don't think they be hearing this stuff. I don't think they're hearing this show. 13 solo tackles for the big man, number 45. I'll tell you what, he flew around all over the place last week, Neil. He did, man. He was, I mean, a ball hawk. One of the things that this defense is built on, that they're predicated on, is getting to the ball. Do not assume that another guy's going to make that tackle. Just because he looks like he's there and even has a hand on him, you get to the ball, and that ripples through the whole defense. You can be on the far hatch. 
you got to get to the ball. Coach Prime will stop practice when people are not getting to the ball. And what happens in games, you see a guy about to make that tackle, and here come three or four other guys, and somebody get a strip and a fumble and pick it up and go the other way. So what you saw last week was Aubrey Miller, uh, Gerriante, JB. I mean, you name man, they were getting to the ball. And get this, Chuck, think about how many sacks just like, and and I and I give it to 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 uh, uh, Campbell's quarterback man. Yeah. I mean, let me give it to him. It, it wasn't that our guys were failing at something as far as getting those sacks and getting those tackles. That guy's elusive. That guy's good. That, that yeah. guy can play some ball. They got they got a baller over there. I think and uh, Hodge Malik Williams. I think was yeah. his name. Hodge Malik Williams. Man, indeed. They, I mean, he made me remember his name, Chuck. <laughs> like they they got a ball in that guy. So hats off to what Campbell brought to the table. You know, uh, uh, we left some points out there that were our mistakes. We had a safety taken off the board that was our mistake. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that game was 22-14, really a 22-7 game, and we left some points out there. But can't say enough about what Coach Mentors built over that Campbell program. No doubt about it. And I started off with the defense talking about Auburn Miller. One of the things that Coach Prime mentioned this morning, hey, we, we, we can stop the run and we can run the ball. And I wanted to mention, Savion Wilkes in another game where he went over 100 yards, 24 carries, uh, swag, newcomer of the week. Uh, I tell you what, uh, he gets those hard yards, those grinding yards. And with the weather potentially being what it's going to be, uh, he could be a bellwether tomorrow. I, I love your passive aggressiveness on the weather show. You said the weather potentially being what it's going to be. It's either going to be it or potentially be it. But either way, you try to cover yourself in case it don't rain. Let me go to the black weatherman on family guy. Oh, uh, it's going to rain. Like, Chuck, it's going to rain, dog. Like, just, <laughs> we ain't got to be like, oh, it might not. It's going to rain at some it's point. It's going to rain, yeah. It might not rain during the game. might yeah. rain in the morning. So conditions out there on the field are not going to be like they are right now, that pristine field you see behind Chuck. But here's something else, Chuck, and I know we're going to get into it later on in the show. Southern which is Prairie View's old team, but their old coaching philosophy. And without Shadur Sanders and our receivers, they like to drop eight and play like that cloud coverage and rush with that three-man front. I'm looking for 36, three-six mafia, Savion Wilkinson to eat tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting chess match between uh, the Southern defense and the Jackson State offense. And as we always do, we take a look at the opposition and we bring in Carlos Brown of the Carlos Brown Show uh, here on I'm the Hey, the franchise himself, uh, a, a good friend of mine, as well as a mentor within this broadcasting game. But franchise, welcome into the pregame show, man. Bishop, Neely, I'm trying to get in with you. You're here. On, you, you're alive. You're here. All righty. Well, I'm in a secure location <laughs> in the Jackson area. I, I, I want to reveal exactly where I'm at, but uh, hey, I, I look forward to an outstanding uh, uh, football game tomorrow, uh, 1 p.m. You know, I had to get used to that. You know, I'm a, I'm a history guy. I'm used to that 6, 7 p.m. game. Hey, got to get over it. That's not going to happen. 1 p.m. I like what you guys talk about the weather. It's going to rain on both teams. It's going to affect teams. both teams. So, as Coach Dooley would say, when they ask him at Baton Rouge local, I'm not worried about all that. Just spot the ball. Spot hey, the man, ball. Carlos. You're exactly right. Control what you can control. Let me say this to our audience out there. Carlos Brown, uh, when you think about the pregame show and the access that we have for Jackson State football, that's the Carlos Brown show show in Southern 
in their in their athletic department, particularly their football program. So just want to tee that up as he joins us and we talk about this rivalry. It's also getting around his birthday. Normally we play around his birthday, and I, I tell him every year we're going to give him an L for his birthday. So, Carlo, <laughs> I got a cigar from Churchill wrapped in the L for you. But let's get to the particulars, man. You guys, you guys are on a four-game winning streak and been putting up some points, but you're coming in and facing a defense that's, in a word, stingy, doesn't give up a lot. What are you seeing opportunity-wise for your offense versus our defense? Well, it's, it's important that the Jaguars now are playing well. But let me go back a little bit. Um, I can kind of feel how Alcorn State fan base is feeling. Uh, that Texas Southern game, Southern University shut out 24 to 0, and then that was the lowest point of the season. But after that, they have been able to uh, get better. Uh, Bashawn McCray has uh, kind of grown up right before our eyes. I know he's going to go up against a talented, very talented defense in Jackson State. But the only other team that we can say defensively is, is that Stout was with, against LSU, and they were able to uh, score 17 points, albeit the defense with a pick six. So I, I think the opportunity is going to be uh, McCray has got to play very well. He's got to play very well, and he's not going to have a lot of time, I believe, to just go through his progression. He's going to have to make plays. Coach Dooley talks about he doesn't need a game manager. He wants a quarterback that can make plays. So offensive line, they've got a challenge. But Southern's offensive line, you, you mentioned earlier about statistic. Uh, uh, Jackson State, number one, Southern, number two, uh, across the board. So offensive line versus Jackson State's defense, uh, Southern offensively are very balanced. And they're, they're going to probably need to, to play a balanced style attack. I know Jackson State is going to try to stop the run and force Deshaun McCray to beat them uh, through the air. So there's going to be some opportunities to, to to make some plays. It's a matter of can the offense make those plays and Deshaun McCray having a uh, an outstanding uh, game plan and, and he has to play well. Carlos, let me let me flip it around to the other side of the ball. And uh, talk a little bit about Southern's defense. Uh, I hear echoes of the dog dead defense again. Uh, how does that defense look for Southern? Well, that front seven has been tremendous. And, and you look at that Texas Southern game, although they lost, they only gave up three points in the second uh, half uh, against Prairie View. They pretty much shut Prairie View out uh, in, in the second half. And then Alcorn State, uh, a very good effort. So that front seven with Trey Lane, Jordan Lewis, um, at, at a linebacker now, he's transitioned to a linebacker, but sometimes they'll move him around. He'll be back to his old defensive end position, Trey Lang, uh, defensive end. Then in the middle, and, and here's where they've really gotten better, Taj Brown, a grad transfer uh, from Donaldsonville, Louisiana, came to Southern from Nickel State. Um, he, I think he leads the, the swag in sacks as a defensive tackle. And then also uh, Jason Dumas, banged up a little bit early on, now he's back, um, and then Cam Peterson. So that, that front seven, they have done a tremendous job, and they're going to have to go after Shadua Sanders. And I know that's a, a, a tall assignment, but the way they've been playing as of late, very, very stingy defense. Let me ask this question, uh, Carlos. Uh, this four-game win streak, what do you think has been the biggest thing that's kind of turned it around? And you mentioned the maturation of Bashama Craig. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to Bashawn McCray. 
He's grown up right before Southern Jag, the Jaguar Nation's eyes, uh, better decision making. You know, he's a true dual threat quarterback, but I think people sleep on his, his passing ability. But being able to, to, to improve and then getting that chemistry with uh, Kashawn Allen at, at wide receiver, um, Car- Cornelius Dyson, and then you're looking at Austin uh, Petrie, getting that chemistry. And then, of course, you think about Coach Dooley and what he brings to the table offensively. They throw the football a lot, but guess what, Charles and Neely? They're number one in rushing the football. So they are a balanced offense. But those things, really, uh, the chemistry, Deshaun McCray uh, playing much better, and then defensively, They've just been solid. That front seven. And then on the back end, uh, they've, you know, got the kid Jordan Carter transferring in from Boyd State. But another thing is what I like. And you could tell uh, Coach Dooley is a disciple of Coach Pete Richardson. They play eight offensive linemen. They play eight defensive linemen. And they rotate those, those guys in. So the starters, they believe their philosophy is to be fresh, not only in the first quarter, but in the fourth quarter. Well, there you have it. There's a look-see into the Southern Jaguars from none other than Carlos Brown of the Carlos Brown Show. Uh, Carlos, man, we thank you for stopping in and, and blessing us with a look-see at the Southern Jags. And I tell you what, I appreciate everything you do within this uh, black college sports media, bro. And, and let me say this, Neely and, uh, and you, Charles, uh, great job. And uh, I, I just remember when you guys kind of first got started, but uh, continue the great work, what you're doing. Uh, for Jackson State, and, and not only Jackson State, but, you know, the HBCU landscape. And uh, Neely, I'll take that cigar, but I don't know if I want to take that that birthday present. But uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate you, Neely. <laughs> either way, brother, appreciate your compliments and kudos to you as well. You know, either way, we're going to fellowship after the game. So we'll see you at Churchill Smoke Shop either way. And, and, and I got to say this, Chuck. Y'all go ahead and cut his mic off because I'm on the response. <laughs> what, I heard, what I heard from Carlos Brown is that he's expected JSU's defense to be like LSU's, but he didn't answer and didn't say because we didn't ask it. But I'm, I'm kind of interested. You know, Biggie, the late Christopher Wallace, talked about dark dark skin Jermaine and wearing silly cat who wore suede in the rain. I wonder if Dooley's going to come out and suede in the thunderstorm. That's what I want to know, Chuck. <laughs> oh, he is. He is. <laughs> His drip is outstanding. <laughs> looking forward to it looking forward to it <laughs> all right Thank take you, care carlos. guys Appreciate all right. it. carlos brown of the carlos brown show uh always bringing it to us with the southern perspective and now you know we we, we get into it we take a look at our own analyst uh brandon morton he should be sitting out there somewhere nearly um again we take a look at this game the robbery of it uh, is, is breathtaking. And to have ESPN game day here as well to chronicle uh, the intensity of this matchup, uh, you don't get this often, man. This is historic time. No, not at all. As you mentioned, man, Coach Brandon Morton is going to be joining us shortly. He's coming in now. But before we bring Jackson State analyst Brandon Morton on, Chuck, you know, recapping some of what Carlos talked about is exactly what we're seeing from this team. You know, this mm-hmm. is a team who is a legit number two in the swag. And we are everybody's Super Bowl. We are everybody's SWAC championship. So they're yeah. coming here and they're trying to dethrone us. And you know, Chuck, we have, as you as you know, you you help draw it up. You, I know you were the, the king maker. You know, the, the commissioner calls you every night to get the instructions. We have, <laughs> just jokes, y'all, just jokes. We have two divisions in the SWAC, but all SWAC games matter. 
And now we yeah. are clearly in the lead in the East. Well, well, Southern is even hungrier because they can't slip in the West. You know, yeah. because it's 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 the one, two, and three is tight, and some of those teams have yet to play each other, and some of them have played each other. So you you are looking at a situation where Southern is coming into Jackson tomorrow, and they understand like, hey y'all, hey y'all, <laughs> you know, the gravity of the moment. Yeah, yeah, we 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 got we got to do this, and Jackson yeah. State is coming like, no, 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 not on our watch because our goal is not only undefeated season, but an undefeated season in dominant fashion. Undefeated in the Swag Championship and undefeated in the Celebration Bowl. We are now seven and zero with about five games left. If you go all the way to the end, it is the immovable object versus the irresistible force tomorrow. And I know Brandon is coming on in here, but Chuck, I'm excited. You, you know, you you would. You, I think Outcast said you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. There it is. We we would love for it to be seventy two and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. But we don't know what the weather's going to be at kickoff time or for college game day. But we do know this. We're going to damn be here. How about that? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Come on here, Brandon. (laughs) It is Coach Brandon Borden. He brings it to us uh, week in, week out uh, from somebody who is in the film room. Uh, Brandon, welcome back into the pregame show, brother. Fellas, fellas, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. It's Southern Week. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say, baby. It's Southern Week. You know what that means. That's that speaks for itself, man. Well, man, does. I'm gonna, say this. I'm gonna say, this to you, say this to you, Brandon. You know, uh I, I occasionally check the inbox, you know, the fan mail, the comments. And here's what sure. people are telling me. They're sending they're saying more coach Brandon, less Charles Bishop. I know both of <laughs> y'all are alphas. I'm gonna let y'all work that part oh, out. Man. Hey, till I die. They love the information that you're bringing in. And because you're family all over the world, you've taken the pregame show international, brother. So we love yes, having you. Have. Yes, you have. Yes, sir. And that's all thanks to you guys for giving me this opportunity. And I just love being here in Jackson and supporting you guys. And I thank you guys for all you've done for us, for this whole program. And we're going to keep it rolling, baby. No let's doubt. Brandon, let's take a look at this Southern football team, man. Take a look at it from the – let's start on the offensive side of the ball. What have you seen thus far from the Jaguars? So, Southern, I like the offensive style. They got an old-school feel to them, that 1970s four yards in a cloud of dust, try to bring the safety down, take a chance. So, they're going to run that ball heavy, run heavy, ground and pound. They got a real aggressive front five. They stayed in a lot of 10 personnel, 11 personnel. They might throw the tight in there for some inserts in the run game. And once you bring those safety downs, they do have a great player at number 88. I mean, what is his name? August Petrie. Yeah, Last yeah. game versus Peter. Southern, we watched him. He had four receptions for 127 yards and a touchdown. He's a deep ball guy. He's a guy, once they pound the ground and they get those safeties to come down, look for number 88 in the deep ball. He might take some in the scene. They might move him from out wide, put him to the slide and move him around a little bit. But that's the guy that I like to take a shot on. And he's pretty good. He's pretty no good. doubt, no doubt. Yeah, Coach Brandon, let's let's get on that offense a little bit. You know, Southern is coming in on a four-game win streak. When I look at their offensive production, 59 points, 45 points, 21 points, 51 points. They, they've been scoring. Now, I'm going to whisper you. I'm going to whisper to y'all. They ain't been playing nobody, but they've been scoring. So, you know, points are points. We're going to let, let them have that. When you look sure. at that 11 personnel group, and I know we got some fans out there saying, Neely, what the hell is that? So when you look around and you see one running back and one tight end, that's the 11 personnel group. That's Love when it. they like to run the ball. 72% of the time, when you see that formation out there, Chuck, they're running it. 
what have you talked to your guys about eye discipline wise and when to identify their formation and how to gamble and when not to gamble? But what Coach Jeff Weeks preaches, especially with our defensive line and our linebacker core with Coach Hart, is eye discipline and staying in your gaps, being very gap sound. So no matter what's going on, trust the call and just do your job. Make sure you're in the gap you need to be. Trust the play call. Trust the, the guys behind you and do your job. So a lot of time, it may be a lot of moving around, watching that tight end, but you have to be disciplined and trusting that you'll be in your gap and anything that comes your way, you dominate it. So that's really going to be big for our linebackers as well. And Aubrey's done a great job in that. And Baron Hobson, they've been very gap sound this week, learning how to shed the block, keep your eyes open, trust your call. You got the running back, stay on the running back. If you're going 11 personnel, you must touch that tight end every time. Because majority of the time, the tight end, he'll lead you to the ball. So you read him and you have your indicators. Once you put them indicators up and trust what you see on film, Nine times out of ten, you got a good chance of making a play. And I, I think, Brandon, let me touch on that real quick, Charles. Go ahead, go ahead. I think one of the things that's key in that is not just trusting what you what you see. You guys have also coached these guys to trust their ability. And what I mean by that is uh, a lot of times when a guy is questioning whether he's fast enough or strong mm-hmm. enough, he tries to get an advantage by jumping and guessing to get ahead of it. Well, we yeah. got the speed and the strength where you can sit back and be patient and let that play develop and see where it's actually going instead of guessing wrong and giving up 20 yards on the screen, read it, set the edge, and then react. And I really have been hearing you guys harp on that this week with this team. Yes, sir. Like you said, trusting your talent, trusting that you have the ability. You wouldn't be out there starting for the number one defense in the FCS if we didn't trust you. And that comes in from the back end, too. So we talk a big on communicating with our safeties. You know, we have the captain back there, number seven. Number seven, Cam Silman. He's a captain. He's an orchestrator. You got to keep your ears open. Listen to him. He'll guide you to where you need to be. Once you get that call, because he has his eyes, he can see, he has a full view. He has the wide shot. So when he's communicating and letting everybody know what's behind him, what's going on, what the what the formation is, what the calls are, strong side, weak side, you have to trust that he's going to tell you that call, and you have to know it as well. Too, it's not just him, but you have to do your job and know your assignment, and to trust that everybody's on one accord. And once we're on one accord, go there and make that play. We have to do a better job of tackling this week, sure tackling, bringing your hands and feet, and not diving too much. Just making full body contact, putting body on the body. It's good stuff, Brandon. Good stuff. Sir. Let's flip around. Let's flip around on the uh, opposite side of the ball. Uh, let's take a look uh, at Southern's defense, uh, a stingy defense, if you will. But how have teams tried to attack this Southern defense? The Southern defense is it's kind of tricky because defensively, you know, their front four with uh, Jason Dumas. Remember him last year from PB. He's a dude. He is. He's he a is. dude. Strong, low center of gravity. Can get under your pads. They have the new guy, um, Taj Brown, who transferred. I think he went to University of Houston. Then he transferred yeah. to Nickel State. He's been making a lot of plays. And they have Jordan Lewis, who remember from last year. He leads yeah. the team in sack this year with four sacks. So with, between that front line, they're real gritty. They're real aggressive guys. They're my type of guys. They're the type of guys who they, they don't mind going there with you. Matter of fact, we're going to bring it too. And that's going to make a perfect matchup with us. And I always roll with our guys because, you know, they love kicking dudes out the club. Those are bouncers. So when it comes to that matchup in the trenches, that's going to be the one that you want to see. And if you get your hands on them, you strut, you, you strut your hands to them, get your hands on them first, and move the line of scrimmage forward, 
that we'll have a great day offensively. Like you said, we're going to bring the rain tomorrow. And I tell our guys all the time, all these excuses about the rain, no, we bring the rain. The great players find an excuse to win. So if you got an excuse, find an excuse to win. Instead of saying, oh, it's raining, so it's going to be this, the ball's going to be wet. Your mindset has to be, listen, it's raining, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold that ball a little tighter. I'm going to get my hands on him first. I'm going to dominate him because I know in his mindset, he's thinking, he's trying to find an excuse to get over. Oh, I didn't make that play because it's wet out here. It's going to be wet all day. We know that. We're going to bring the rain. We're going to find an excuse to win. We're going to execute every time. There it is. And like 3-6 Mafia said, mixing in what you said, Brandon, not only will we throw you out the club, we don't mind tearing the club up in the process. Yeah, tear the, like, tear the club up, man. Club up. Like everybody tear got it up. before oh, we yeah. had over it. You know, when you talked about that D-line, I want to talk about the ripple effect it has because this secondary from Southern, you know, we're bringing in number three, number four quarterback in the nation, mm-hmm. leading the nation in, in, in offense, bringing in a hot and heavy quarterback, mentioning him with the Heisman. But and I'm looking out the field when I say it. When you talk about that secondary, they've gotten some interceptions down there at Baton Rouge. But most of that has come from the defensive line that's creating that back there for them. So, you know, if, if we can get our old line to get them out the club, I don't know if their corners are physical enough if the field is right, for instance, that they can really run with our receivers without that D-line pressure. So everything is going to start in this game down there in the trenches. See, that's the thing. Everybody has a plan. Everybody has this great game plan and what's supposed to happen until that ball is kicked off. It's one thing to know the game plan, but have to actually go out there and execute it. That's a whole different ball game. And like you said, with that DBs, I uh, like number three. Uh, what's his name? Corian Harris. I mean, he's uh, I, I don't think he played last game, but he leads the league. He leads the team in interceptions. He has three. He had one interception for a touchdown versus LSU, one versus UAPB, and a big touchdown versus Alcorn. A big interception. So those DBs, like you said, they benefit from their front four. So we have Jordan Lewis coming off the age, disrupting the quarterback, moving the pocket. Those guys just just bait off of that. So the difference is they're going to be on the field a little longer this time instead of saying, hey, one, two, three, make a play. Now you have to see if you can really guard our wide receivers because all line, like you said, they don't mind confrontation. They're going to put their hands on you. So now they're going to have to be in that backpedal a little longer and play some real ball because it's not what you think, you know. Hey, good stuff, Brandon. Good stuff. Sir. Brandon, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you. I know we're going to see you later on at the team hotel and also in the morning because, as Coach Prime said, there's a lot of things you can say about Jack State football. But one of the <laughs> things he ain't going to miss no meal. So I'm going to be there for breakfast this morning. We're going to get that meal in. We're going to ride over here. We're going to do that tiger walk. And we're going send, to send them Jaguars out the club, man. They got to go. Oh, yeah, we're going to make it happen. It's going down tomorrow. I can't wait. It's going to be an aggressive game, man. I just love it. This is my type of game right here. That old 1970 North and South game, put the ball on the ground, and let's impose our will. See who's going to tap out first. There it is. There it is. Good stuff, Coach. Good stuff, man. Yes, sir. Coming in and always bringing it hot and heavy for our Tiger fan base, man. And uh, give us a little football uh, 401, if you will. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys so much. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right, God bless. Well, there you have it. There's the tail of the tape. Chuck, let me me tell you something. Let me get off subject. (laughs) We are in an active stadium environment. They're getting ready for tomorrow. Chuck, stop yelling at the people down there. That noise ain't messing with the show, man. It just bothers you. Chuck down there. 
Chuck down there, y'all, he about to have a conniption. He's just going, he going full prime mode down there. He tell the other folks stop working. But we, hey, Chuck, you in their house, man. Hey, prime rubbing off on me, man. I, <laughs> I got to stop practicing everything. Like, hold on, let's get this right. <laughs> and Coach, Coach Brian be like, uh, uh, lean on me, Joe Clark. Don't nobody move. Stop moving, man. Like, so you stop moving. And I just stop moving. Oh, man. Let's take a look at it. We, we got to tell the tape both from the Southern perspective and from the Jackson State perspective, Neely. Um, let's close things out here. What do you think are our three things that Jackson State has to get done to get this W tomorrow to go to 8-0? Hey, man, it's like me and you scripted this show. We never script the show, by the way, y'all. Chuck and I just get on here and talk like we used to do in the honors dorm. But let me say this about them times in the honors dorm. I wasn't no honor student. I used to just hang out in the honors dorm. That was his room. I'm just over there because that's what John Matt. So here's the, here's, the three, here's the three things. I don't know how I know you're going to ask me three things, Chuck, but here's three things I got. And Brandon just touched – Coach Brandon just touched on one. We got to tap. We got to tap. Yeah. This is this is a game where you got to get your body there and you make that tackle standing on their feet. Don't do this arm tackling, jumping out. We got to go to the ball and we got to make tackles. Campbell stayed in that game longer than they should have and had some productive runs because we were poor at tackling. Yeah, Southern, you know, I, I have to put the weather out of the equation. Southern is going to try to challenge us downfield. You know, they, oh. they have quarterback and they want to pass. So we cannot give up a big play. Because one of those things that can happen is you give up a big play and it's dry, and then when it's your turn to come back, it starts pouring down rain and you can't throw the ball. So it, it, you cannot afford in a questionable weather game to pour tackle and give up big plays over the top because you don't know which way the wind is going to be blowing in the second half and what the weather is going to be in this quarter. The yeah. other thing, and this is probably number one, got to get off the field on third down. Yeah. We can't let them extend drives. You know, I heard what Carlos Brown said. I heard what Carlos Brown said about they got eight offensive linemen and they got this and they that. I don't know when it comes to their depth if their depth is still as talented, though. We lost Neely. Looks like we lost Neely for a second, but I can finish up on what his thoughts because we were literally sitting around talking about it uh, in terms of looking at our quality depth. I think that's going to be uh, big tomorrow when you talk about uh, a muddy physical game. Uh, one of the things uh, key for me, uh, definitely, is protecting the football. And I think that's something that they've harped on uh, with regards to what this weather could be tomorrow. Uh, it could be a nasty day. We know the field can get torn up. We know how uh, it can, it's going to be uh, a, one of those games, like Brandon said, you, north and south, mano y mano tomorrow. Uh, but you want to be able to protect the ball because I've looked at it from this perspective. Uh, to me, uh, Jackson State, for you to beat them, they have to beat themselves. I think this is that quality of football team. This is a defensive front that gets after quarterbacks. It's not only a defensive front that gets after quarterbacks, but they're playmakers uh, behind them as well. So uh, we're going to see if that defense can go out and go make some plays tomorrow. Offensively, I, I think, you know, you've seen what the uh, sort of the game plan has been over the past few weeks. Uh, we have a running game. Uh, we can hit you in the mouth with Sibion Wilkinson. Uh, we had a, a three-headed monster with regards to uh, uh, backfield and whatnot, uh, guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield, they can bounce it to the outside, and they, they can also run in between the tackles. So you lean on that running game, and, of course, it opens up things downfield. And, of course, we have the receivers to really hit it downfield. Uh, you right side up now, Neil. All right, my bad, man. Let me flip. There, there you go. go. 
kind of things that happens when you're live up here on this rooftop. Uh, of so, so when I was what I was saying that 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 point about getting off on on third down is letting them have these extended drives because uh, one of the things that that, that 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 Carlos talked about was them having this depth at defensive line or, or offensive line, whichever way you want to cut it. They may have some depth, but I don't know if they got talent like we got. You know, I think by the time their twos and threes coming in, there's a significant fall off compared to ours. Uh, and I believe our conditioning is better. So if we can make sure that, you know, we're the ones controlling the clock and controlling the ball flow and making sure, man, when you get them in a third and 10 or third and 15, you can't give up those kind of plays. You know, you got you got to put them in situations, send them back to their bench on third down. Uh, you know, Neely, and I've made this point before with regards to this Jackson State team. You know, as a fan, I this Southern Jackson State rivalry, I, listen, I have ghosts with regards to Southern. Uh, uh, some of our best Jackson State teams, uh, if you take a look at them, our 1996 team, uh, which was one of the best teams, Black College National Championship year, a loss is out there to Southern. 99 football team with Destry Wright and those guys, uh, there was a loss to Southern in the SWAC championship. So as a fan, I have a ghost. But one of the great things I think about this football team, they're completely unaware of these ghosts around the swag, ghosts with regards to Southern in particular. So uh, I think that plays into, you know, next man or next team up sort of mentality. Well, I want to put this, Chuck. First, let me give it to you this way. And I'm going to go Talladega Nights on you. Don't you wish that on me, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) We're not talking about that. We're not not talking about that. But you are exactly right. Shows like this, historians like ourselves, like a a SWAC expert down there with you, Dwayne Lewis, we know the history of these teams and these rivals, these matchups. These guys, 19, 18, 20 years old, man, they're playing right now. You know, know, Shador said it before when we were going to to Miami to play FAMU. He said, you know, we're not playing – you know, FAMU's 1960 team, like we're playing right now. You know, yeah. we, we're not playing history. We're making history. And so these guys, they respect what, what has been built here. They are knowledgeable about what's been built here. But they're not thinking about the 2010 game where Casey had to come back with 10 seconds left. They're sure. focused on their domination and what they have to do to win this ball game because they understand to be that great team, to be one of the greatest teams, or to be the greatest team ever, They've got to win these games and win in a dominant fashion and go undefeated all the way through. And that's their plan. That's what they're working on. Hey, man, no better place to put a pin in this live show, Friday Night Live, than right there, man. It's going to be pandemonium tomorrow. ESPN game day here from 8 to 11. Uh, Jackson State Southern, Boombox Classic, whatever you want to call it. This is the robbery. All eyes will be on Jackson, Mississippi tomorrow. All eyes on Jackson, Mississippi. We're coming live from the vet. As Chuck said, the kickoff is here at 1 p.m. I'm not even going to tell you which one of them ESPNs is on because I want you to be here. I ain't trying to get you to watch it. But you do need to come here 8 a.m. tomorrow morning for college game game day. Be full throat. Have your signs. Be ready to go because this place is going to fill up and pack out and be loud. And we need to cheer our Tigers on to victory. We know what they look like. We know what they're capable of. We know what we look like, and we know what we're capable of. The only team left on our schedule, Chuck, that can beat us is us. Is us. There it is. If right people there. come in here and play their best game, and we show up and play our best game, we don't lose. People have got to play their best 
and we have got to be lacking for them to have a chance. These Tigers are ready. They are focused. They are dialed in. Coach Prime was sure enough dialed in today. I said, man, I ain't going to make eye contact with them because I don't want none of that heat. So I just I, – I did – hey, Chuck, I did the neck scratch and looked down like, yeah, like I dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <what's> <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> hey, somebody called me. I'm walking off over here because, look, it was a passionate practice today. Yeah. It's been yeah. passionate all week. These guys are focused. You know, last week some distractions with homecoming. This week distractions with college game day. But the team ain't hearing it. Those are fan distractions. This team is focused. Tiger Victor to march up. There it is right there. You know how we always end these the pregame show? Coach Edward Lipscomb, the immortal Coach Lip. We got a team by golly. We're going to fight by golly. We're going to win by golly. It's Bishop. It's Neely. It's the pregame show brought to you by Cadillac of Jackson, Alicia Russ, the Cochran Group. Churchill, Amber Slaughter. <laughs> hey, thank you all for your support in terms of what you do for the pregame show. Hey, we love it. Neely. Well, Chuck, you always give me something to say to close it out. I talked about homecoming and the lack of pullout. Now we're going to go to this game, and we're going to talk about what Coach Brandon said. Hey, y'all, stay in your gaps. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed free game with your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we free game harder than the other shows party. It's the free game.